0: Listeners, we have a special treat this podcast. We watched Careful What You Wish For, which is coming Uh-oh. out. Oh. <laughs> well, you better be careful. It's uh, coming out in theaters this Friday, June 10th, and on demand as well as on iTunes. Now, this movie is starring Nick Jonas, yes, the one and only, Dermot Mulroney, <laughs> as well as Isabel Lucas, among others. And it's also directed by a wonderful director whose name is Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum graduate of USC with her MFA. Uh-oh. And uh, we had an amazing time interviewing her and we'll feature that a little bit later. But we first want to talk about the movie and how we felt. Yeah. Uh,
1: and you know what? She has such great insight, so I'm excited for the listeners to hear that. But this movie, Wrath, yes. <laughs> okay. yes, I mean, the title tells you everything you need to know.
0: Use better, be careful. Well, basically, the gist of the movie is uh, Nick Jonas' character, who's uh, he's it's, he's a senior in high school. It's among his last um, years. He's he goes away for the summer. And goes to a lake, um, a lakefront community.
1: Yeah, it's called Lake Lure.
0: He's been doing this for many summers, and of course, he's met with his uh, lakefront friend. And their whole mission for the whole summer will be to see how many girls they can get with.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, at least the friends, right? And yeah. And you know, Nick Jonas's character was accepted to Columbia. He's a smart guy. He's going off to college. I mean, he's carrying books to summer fun. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But then a mysterious woman moves in next door to him, but she's married. She She sure is. Oh, she catches his eye. Now, uh, the she is played by Isabel Lucas and the uh, him, the husband is played by Dermot Mulroney. And we know that there's a relationship that develops, but do things end well? (laughs) You gotta watch it to find out.
0: You sure do. Now, what did we think about it? Well, you know, to be honest, from my viewpoint, it's one of those summer movies that you sort of plop down on the couch and you get your popcorn ready and you plop down and get ready to just yell at the TV screen or whatever you're watching it on because (laughs) just some really, really like thriller kind of moments like, don't go girl you know just kind of yelling at the screen a little bit um is there any gravitas to this story absolutely not it is literally going to take you for a ride and you just have to be willing to go with it
1: yeah you know what i think if you are a millennial you're on a date you know it's the summer it's nice and hot outside you you go in and you have a steamy thriller that's perfect for that audience so that would be my suggestion um and you know who knows what's going to happen to Nick Jonas from here, he you know, uh, think, no, you know. He's <laughs>
0: no little kid anymore. Well, listen, we're <laughs> going to we're going to um, next highlight Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum's interview. It's going to be amazing. She gives great insight, so we hope you enjoy. it. On this episode of Why Watch That, what's the number one reason
1: why our listeners should check out? Careful what you wish for.
2: Ad. <laughs> I think it's relatable to young audiences and it takes you on a ride that you wouldn't expect and it's fun and kind of nostalgic about like summer experiences. Yeah, and abs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: The ref went to see pop star Never Stop, Never Stop. Stopping!
0: <laughs> I cringed, I giggled, oh. I closed my eyes and then I cringed again. <laughs>
1: Why Watch That as a podcast featuring the critic
0: and referee who go head to head on a quest to discover the best movies
1: and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic,
0: while well, nothing gets past the ref.
1: We do all the work so
0: you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to, to Why Watch, watch that. that. Presented by Dynamic Network. <laughs>
1: The Why Watch That Interview.
0: Hey, listeners, we have a special treat for you. We, uh, the critic and I, just watched Careful What You Wish For, which is in theaters and on demand June 10th. It stars Nick Jonas, Dermot Moroney, Isabel Lucas, and others, and is directed by by the great Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum, one of Hollywood's up-and-coming directors, amazing. Welcome, Elizabeth. Thank you, I love your energy. (laughs) (laughs) We we pretty much get excited on, uh, on Why Watch That. We are so thrilled to have you. Now, we both watched Careful What You Wish For and it is a thrill. Tell us a little bit about the film and how you became attached.
2: Well, a couple of years ago, the producers sent me the scripts, and I was like, really? Oh, okay. I, I you know, it was sort of a surprise for me, because I usually get sent stuff, like, with little girls in tiaras. Um, <laughs> I was like, sure, let me add it. And, um, what I found, like, to be appropriate for me, and also kind of interesting, um, and unique about the project was that rather than a classic femme fatale, um, story, you know, which were tried and true, but also, so um well done that it seemed like well why why retread on this territory but the the interesting thing about this was just that the bait was a adolescent and I thought that that was really timely and interesting considering a lot of the work I do with teen movies and television shows you know I see how quickly both the actors that I work with and the audience have to grow up these days and how Mm -hmm. much temptation there is out there. And so yeah. in, a, in a way, I felt like this was kind of like a, a little microcosm of that, um, this story um, and, a, and a morality tale and, and that explores things that I think are so timely.
1: Yeah, yeah. And Are there any because you're talking about um, working with uh, adolescents, millennials, and also catering to that audience? Are there any specific elements, Liz, that you know you need to uh, insert into your your stories, your films, your TV shows?
2: A bankable cast member. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It usually takes like three or so years to get a green light on you know my movies because it's not like you can knock on. Brad Pitt's store, you know, because they're usually things where it's like, you know, starring 16-year-olds or 19-year-olds, you know, so you don't have that same group of people to, to pull from, and so it's a lot harder to get the financiers to give you the thumbs up, you know, so... yeah. In general, they just stayed for about three, three years or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So, like, going along those lines, this, of course, is starring Nick Jonas, which is his first feature film. And Nick Jonas comes from a very specific brand and background. And um, I'm wondering how do you direct him in an R rated film? Um, that transition that he's having.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was pretty game to do it because he was eager to turn his brand on its head. You know, he had to grow as his audience grew. And he so um, carefully uh, sort of thinks out his his career and he makes really interesting choices. And so he had only done TV and, um, you know, some Broadway work that was just... um, a different medium than what's required from the movie. So he just like threw himself into it and was eager to try whatever. And, um, was really open to learning and to, and to, to, to making sure that every beat like that he delivers on screen is, is from a truthful place for him, you know? So, um, I, I think it was a great goal for him. And, and since then he's been, because he he made it when he was 19, and it's just taken a couple of years, like, to get the our yeah. distributor fell through, and we had a new one come on board and stuff. So it's taken a little while to get to the big screen. But um, in the meantime, he's then um, been really thriving by taking, like, risks and making unconventional choices and bucking that um, initial sort of world that he was niched in, you know?
0: totally and that I, I really enjoyed his performance in, in this and it's um, it, it was definitely he just held the entire um, film and I, I went through this journey of innocence to by the end of it all you know him having an all knowing kind of experience and a lesson learned it, it, it really was a wonderful performance so you, you work a lot with um, you know young actors who are making that kind of transitions but you also work with Seasoned actors, you know Dermot, yeah. Maroney, Paul, Servino. You've even worked with Sandra. Oh, what? Um, do you have a different approach when directing a, a young actor uh, or an up-and-coming actor versus a seasoned actor?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's taken me years to kind of bridge that dichotomy because it's such a different skill set. And you know, when I'm when I did my first movie, Aquamarine, trying. So Two 12 year olds and a 16 year old that had to carry the entire movie, and none of them had starred in a film before. And it was my first movie, you know. And, and they were open, but it was also about like eliciting real interesting things on the screen. Like I was literally like hiding behind couches and jumping out <laughs> when they needed <laughs> <heated>, so to <laughs> scream. Uh, and then my next movie was at, like, had a, started a start nine year old that was in every single, scene and like also an infant in half the scenes, you know, that we cast as twins and a cat, which trust me, they're untrainable, so that's also <laughs> completely manipulating a performance. So come to work with the few and pros and it's like mm, let's take the like hand puppet off your hand, please. You yeah. know, like I was so used to um, you know, doing all these tricks that like it, it definitely takes a certain type of person to be open to just like workshopping on screen, you know. Because I just generally keep the camera rolling and just kind of like try to elicit surprise and natural moments on the screen, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a it, it, that's a smart, shrewd question because it, it's such a different it's such a different thing, you know.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, you know, you're talking about how you've worked with kids before and in all of that. But watching this film, as the ref was saying, you're taking on this journey.
0: (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) And
1: you are the audience is tempted along with Nick Jonas's character, Doug. I just wanted to ask you about that. How do you play around with temptation uh, to mirror what happens to his character for the audience?
2: How do I play around with temptation? Um, you mean how do I tempt the actors? Or <laughs> 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 you them with puppets, apparently.
1: <laughs> now, how do you tempt the audience? You know, because how I, do I tempt I, the
2: audience? Yes, I see. I see. Yeah, well, it's it's become trickier and trickier because a lot of um, a lot of like eliciting um, temptation on screen. Um, you know, if you're trying to mirror real life, real life has gotten so not cinematic because people don't even like, most teen boys can't string a sentence together because they're <laughs> texting, you know? <laughs> like, true. so that, like, part of what we had to do in order to keep it visual was put it in um, the world of, like, a vacation town where it's, like, a sleepy summer and it's, like, computer-free zone, kind of. Because um, otherwise it would have been that she, you know, she was like fishing um, for a boy on the Internet or something, you know. So instead it was really about like windows and voyeurism and and making it visual that way, Um, which in the same age is is tricky, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know
0: what? It's like that um, you did in the movie, like there is this. It's a thriller and it's a ride. So you like set us up with the excitement and the impossibility of summer and, you know, the possibility of dating and sex and all those things that come along with the thrill of summer. How do you manage um, that thrill ride when you're actually shooting? um because the the film builds it it takes you from one place to the next but obviously you don't shoot chronologically
2: mm, yeah well nick was really good about that like because it was all through his his walking through it in his shoes and so you know even on the the one rehearsal we did get a chance to do before we started shooting, he had like post-its and color coding and like highlights and, you know, he was tracking his own arc really conscientiously as well. Nice. And, um, you know, it, it, it was really just about like baiting and like leaving little breadcrumbs like for this character and then just trying to ratchet it up, um, scene to scene. Um, and, and it does definitely helps to infuse new adrenaline by introducing new characters a little later into the story. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, just when we think there's a status quo, then a new character shows up who's investigating things and stuff like that. Um, and in fact, that investigator in, initially in the script was a man, but I thought it would be even more interesting for it to be a wiser woman. You can sort of see right through uh, Nick's character. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we shifted that um, to, to make choice. it, it even more sort of confusing for him to be navigating all these strong women you know mm-hmm.
1: yes uh, also we're talking about ratcheting up tension and all of that what about music because yeah, yeah. <laughs> the music in this, in this film to me I was like oh wait a minute something's coming or there's a shift happening uh, just how did you consider choosing the music to bring about those different effects
2: well, we had about eleven cents for our music budget, so most of it is <laughs> <laughs>
0: it out Well, I love um, your kid I love it
2: <laughs> there's a lot of like p- like passionate letter writing to um artists, but then also <laughs> um uh you know we did lean a lot on score, and we were lucky enough to get um because we didn't have a huge budget um we got a guy named john debney who's a seasoned pro who's done so much work and he married with a younger um team uh the newton brothers who were kind of edgy and um and work more with like found sounds and like you know they'd be like recording little like sailboat sailboat noises and stuff to add to their like instrumentation and um, you know they're very organic and so the teaming of someone who's really experienced and a group of guys that are inventive and younger and hungry hungry made it um, you know a great a great marriage and um, and I think that they um, they responded to the material like and saw rough cuts and they really wanted the audience to be in Nick's shoes as well as the story progressed so, yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Did you know? Part one. Uh Uh-oh, ref, guess what? Guess what? 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 I have a did you know? It's me. It's me. And here's the question. Ooh, it's about time. (laughs) Which upcoming film uses technology Mm -hmm. that might allow actors to live forever
0: Oh, sounds like some vampire stuff Um, I, wait, wait, wait I don't know, let me think about that This episode of Why Watch That's brought to you by audible.com, the leading provider of spoken audio entertainment providing digital versions of audiobooks for download to your computer phone and mp3 player
1: Sign up today to try audible free for 30 days and get a free audiobook of your choice. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash whywatchthat to get your free audiobook now and to support our show. Did you know? Part two.
0: So it's some hologram stuff, right? So like... Uh, hey What
1: is it? It's Warcraft. (laughs)
0: Oh, get out of here. Oh, my gosh. Warcraft. Yes.
1: Industrial light and magic. Um, You know, they did the Star Wars stuff, all of that. They've come up with this technology where they can scan actors in. And create a performance. So you can go to the Fountain of Youth via technology. Now, they say that we can still tell at this point whether it's CGI or not, Mm -hmm. but in the future. (laughs) Now, the thing is, for Warcraft, uh, the now you see me people, you know, some people may want them to come and make it disappear, unfortunately.
0: You know what? Oh, Well, you know what? Maybe I'll have to get on
1: board with that because I want to live forever. Oh. Back to why watch that.
0: Shifting a little bit. So in addition to, to directing, you know, feature films, you have a lot of experience directing television and, you know, some of TV's hottest shows, uh, Mistresses and etc. cetera. Um, is that process different for you? Um, I mean, obviously it is. But what is that process like when you shift from um, television to film as you did?
2: It's really fun to jump back and forth because, as I mentioned, the movies that I do generally take on average about three years between the development and uh, get the right cast to get approval to to get a green light. So in between, you know, you've got to sort of stay exercising and log, you know, hours in in the cockpit. And so I found that it's a great way to um, just continue to be flexible and like hone your instincts and Work with tons of different crews because you're just thrown in. You have on, on average like seven days of prep and then seven yeah. days of shoot. You know, <laughs> like, every, like you're you're meeting most of your actors like right then and there on set as you're about to dive into what can be a really emotional or challenging scene, and you kind of have to learn to read people really quickly and adapt to everyone's working styles. Yeah, and, you know, you know, and also like emulate the. Style and tone that's been set for the lensing and for the um, overall look um, and tone of, of, of the show. So all of that requires you to be a real chameleon, and I love it because it keeps you on your toes. What also is great is that you have a lot less responsibility. You know, so like, the i time's done, you walk away. So it's like, and then it's on the air. You know, so it's like a very immediate gratifying thing to do because yeah. uh it's the opposite of making a movie where it's like
1: pushing a rock up a hill you know for years <laughs> right, <laughs> right. and just about that the whole process of movie making how it just takes years for it to actually hit theaters what is that like for you i, I know that you're we've talked about you working on tv in the interim but it, it, are there certain things that you do to manage that time
2: uh, yoga. <laughs> no, because honestly, like, there are days where you just want to, like, hit something really hard. Yeah. Um, it's because it's, so, it's such an exercise in frustration and, like, just pushing, like, for the long haul, you know? Um, and, uh, every time, like, I can't even tell you how many false starts I've had on so many movies, and you kind of, like, pack up your boxes, and are like, okay, well, let's hope this, like, gears up again. And, oh, you know, right. It's- It's definitely, in this age when there is not, there's like huge, huge superhero movies and then there is like, you know, TV and in between there is these little scrappier projects that are really, really hard to get made. And so... Yeah, they're they're hard. <laughs>
0: well, the cool thing about this is that it's not only in theaters but also on demand. So like the the Hollywood's shifting a little bit. You do go you have your summer blockbusters and and movies and then you also have all these other um, mediums of web series and you know, TV film and you know, other people are getting the game, Netflix, Hulu, all those things for you. Like what's, what's, what's next for you? What's the future? What do you want to, what, where do you see yourself? Um, really diving into?
2: Well, I've actually, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because for a while, people weren't really embracing the alternate um, mediums. And um, and now it's not, there's like all the stigma's gone. And it seems like everyone's working in all sorts of different um, venues. Um, I did a, a pilot for Amazon that's about like this scrappy, cool group of girls, soccer players. Um, Ooh. You know, Ooh. That just got picked up the series and the, the first, uh, seasons about to start airing, and I got to cast all the kids. And you know, Amazon, like if anything was like a little bit too spoofy or broad as far as the casting, they're like, "No, we want these parents to be real." You know, we we have to make this an honest show. And it's like it's so like satisfying to hear that. And yeah, be, it's like it's like the Wild West, like everyone's sort of figuring out as they go. And then I also just directed a series for Verizon that I did the entire season myself. And it's 11 short stories that are each about 10 minutes that interweave into a, um, feature sort of like a, in the vein of love actually, cause there's 30 oh, big yeah. characters and you can watch the whole thing in a row, like a movie, or you can watch it at 10 minute intervals in order or out of order and it all sustains itself. And like there, people are just trying to figure out different ways to create like bite sized, Um, entertainment and you know make you think in different ways and so rather than poo poo that like to embrace it and just exercise and become more muscular with like the different speeds in which you have to work and the different kinds of actors you're working with it's actually been this past year or so has been the most exciting time in my career for me really
1: nice great Uh, you know what I'm gonna have to check that out Liz No,
2: seriously I'm excited about that (laughs) Uh, so, you know, <laughs> oh, we it know. Relationships, that relationship it was just at the Tribeca Film Festival, and it's, it's an exciting piece. And you know, I think it's just heralding like all these different kinds of alternate entertainment. So.
1: Yeah. Cool. So you know, we know you have to go uh, soon, but we have a couple more questions. The one I do want to ask is, what's the number one reason why our listeners should check out "Careful What You Wish For"?
2: Abs. No, um, I didn't have to be really succinct with it, but um, no, it also, like, I think it's relatable to young audiences and um, it takes you on a ride that you wouldn't expect and it's fun and kind of nostalgic about like summer experiences. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, and abs. <laughs> <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> okay,
0: last question. Um, and we ask all of our interviews this um, What are you watching right now?
2: Um, gosh, I, there have been so many things and it's mostly in bed on my computer. <laughs> um, I have a new baby, so I'm not getting... Oh, congratulations!
1: Congratulations!
2: Thank you. But it's also been a great, um, uh, it, it's, it's been a great portal into, like, what's out there, like, that's accessible on your computer that's so fascinating, you know, I mean all the all the binge-watching of television shows and the Netflix and, you
0: know, everything. Right. So it sounds like there. you're watching Baby Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Liz, for joining us on Why Watch That. This has been a thrill. Yeah, it was And, and um, also, you can check out Careful What You Wish For in theaters and on demand again June 10th. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you, guys. Why watch that sneak peek?
1: Well, listeners, guess what? <laughs> the, the ref went to see a sneak peek, a screening of pop star Never Stop. Never stop. Stopping. <laughs> now this comes stop to never us. Stopping. Yeah, this comes to us from Andy Sandberg of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and SNL, Akiva Schaefer, and Jomar Takone. They wrote, produced, and started it, all three of them. Along with them producing is Judd Apatow. What? And in the cast, Tim Meadows, Imogen Poots, all of these people, Sarah Silverman. Now, look, this is all a take on Justin Bieber's documentary, so take it from there, ref. What? this funny let me just start that was this funny was this a riot you know what
0: i tweeted not too long ago that i went through a process i cringed i giggled
1: oh
0: i closed my eyes and then i cringed again (laughs) (laughs) it's a real emotional roller coaster but actually it's not that deep yes you are right um The stars and the writers all collide together to create this faux documentary that hints towards Justin Bieber's um, Never Say Never. Mm -hmm. The main character, who is played by Andy himself, is this wonderful, amazing pop star who sort of came through the ranks as one of the leading uh, singers and developer of, of pop music. And his name is Connor for real. Andy. And uh, he came up through with this sort of Beastie Boy uh, trio, um, played, uh, of course, with his uh, uh, Jorma, Taconi and uh, the other director. Akiva. Akiva. Mm-hmm. So the three of them came up through the music scenes together. And, of course, Andy is the breakout star.
1: Yeah, he's so the Justin Timberlake. He's the
0: Justin <laughs> Well, yeah, <laughs> Justin Timberlake, he's the Nick uh, Lachey yeah. character who busts out from, from the team. But you soon realize through the documentary that just because you have talent doesn't mean that you um, can also have the brains and the, the fortitude to maneuver through the pop
1: world. So is this a comedy? Wait a minute. It is a comedy.
0: <laughs> so that's the depth of the story. Now, listen. This particular <laughs> This particular film is from start, from jump, has every joke that you can imagine. The crude ones, the funny ones, the not so funny ones. And in the first 10 minutes, you are literally holding on to your seats. Because if you miss a word, you're gonna miss a joke. Uh. So it's a real thrill ride um, and totally mocking, mimicking the pop world. Everything from um, the the R and B nasty grind songs
1: to the
0: to the ridiculous uh, sort of catchphrase. Um, uh, sayings that pop stars come up with and how they're made famous with those things. So to back it up, the plot um develops soon enough that we find that it's not easy being at the top. It's not easy staying at the top. Oh. So we see the highs and lows of Connor for real. Um, <laughs> It's and, um, not easy being green. <laughs> it's not easy being a pop star. And by the end of it, it's going to end exactly how you think it ends. Now, with that being said you're going to in this movie get a ton of cameos and you have everybody from mariah carey seal to a surprise ending comp cameo that they're sort of leaking out now but i won't say oh um uh jt is in a jimmy fallon quest love nas usher all kinds of people are in um in the mix And Mariah Carey, I must say, has a very, very funny line that you will thoroughly enjoy. She speaks Uh, a little truth of herself. Oh! (laughs) Ouch! Um, But at the essence, this uh, particular movie is... More for the millennial, right? It's, yeah. if, you're, if you're a little bit over the age bracket, you're not going to get some of the inside pop jokes because they do play on what's going on currently versus, um, and just making fun of that. Uh, Andy Samberg is absolutely endearing. He sort of carries us through this whole like, yeah, man, I'm kind of for real. This cheesy, played out kind of um, pop star, but in an endearing way. Yeah. Uh, Jorma Taconi who places, um, who stays on board with Connor for real, places endearing friend, and their friendship is tested throughout. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Is he the DJ?
0: The, he's the DJ. Yeah. Uh huh. Here's the question at hand.
1: Uh huh.
0: Is it worth watching at the movies? That's the
1: question. <laughs> now look, it's it's the summertime coming. It's hot outside. Can I get my big gallon of Coke? and sit in the theater and enjoy it. Well, you might need
0: two big gallons of Coke because because there are some moments um, just like it is rated R and there are some very, there's a particularly very crude moment. I know I may seem uh, like a prude, but but it's a very, very crude moment. Some nudity. Uh (laughs) That's a little like, I don't know about ushering in your little 13 year old or... 12 year old to see it because there is a specific moment and there's some f-bombs and drug use and things like that now overall it's a summer flick it's 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 best seen with a crowd like i did people are laughing and chuckling and and getting the inside jokes is it necessarily worth 15 20 dollars well question is do you want to just kind of throw your head back not think for a while and just let Andy Sandberg entertain you with his ridiculous lyrics his ridiculous performances and his I love ridiculous that guy cast. I love Andy. like do you want to do that and 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 that's totally left up to you but just realize this if you see pop star never stop never stopping
1: <laughs>
0: just get ready to cringe while you're giggling so
1: <laughs> you know what we have all we need to know. Thanks, Raf. And now, the pick of the week.
0: This week we have the critic again with the pick of the week, <laughs> and this time it's Roots. The Rebirth of Roots. And um, this can be uh, checked out on the History Channel, a and Lifetime at the same time. Oh. And, <laughs> and, of course, this is the based off the novel by Alex Haley, who is actually played by
1: Larry Fishburne. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Great novel, by the way. Great,
0: Great novel. Um, Laver- uh, LaVar, excuse me, Burton and Will Packer are the producers in face of it. Uh, but this is a little different. We have Malachi Kirby playing Kunta Kinte, you know what it's like, but the question is, do we need to watch it?
1: Well, here's the thing that I like the most about it, how it begins. And this is also in the book. We start in Africa. We see Kunta Kinte come to be. We see him grow up. And we see that wonderful culture over there, their religion, their rites of passage, all of that. And then we see why he is unfortunately put on a slave ship, oh Lord, and brought to the Americas. Oh, we see Lord. the reason why that happened. Uh, so that whole setup, where they the first scene is actually him on that slave ship, oh, do. screaming. Then we cut back to his backstory, and then they move from there. And that sequence is always effective, always effective. So it'll keep you going even when you may not think it's the best moment in front of you you'll keep going because you have that through line i think malachi kirby does a wonderful job uh yeah. this is a star-studded cast we have forrest whitaker and a paquin uh you mentioned Lawrence fishberg jonathan reese myers anika nani rose and james
0: purefoy
1: james <laughs> purefoy and matthew good as well they play brothers <laughs> of course they do yes so i would say it's four parts two hours each is it worth the investment? Yeah. If you think that this is interesting to you, why not? Uh, if you've seen the original Roots, it's also going to be interesting to compare the two. Yes, it will. Okay. Uh,
0: Fiddler. There
1: you go. So it ends tonight of taping, uh, but see if you can catch it if you've missed it on demand. <laughs>
0: Ooh, you know what? I am definitely going to watch it. <laughs>
1: Dynamic Network offers podcasts that have something for everyone. Our conversations feature experts who not only inform, but also engage. Interested in sports or entertainment? We got you covered. What about business, current news, pop culture, and politics? No problem. We take care of it all. Check out Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com, where every day brings a new perspective. Again, that's Dynamic Network at DailyDynamic.com.